Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney? Mr. Feeney! Welcome to the Feeney Call. Today is season three, episode four, He Said, She Said. And I have a lot of notes. Ooh, a lot of notes. I do, it was I a, do. It's an interesting episode. Yeah, and I have a different view of it now as an adult than I did as a child. Oh, yeah? Yeah, definitely so have, to, have see to see what we, what we think of it. So my fun fact for the day is actually this is the last episode that we see Danny McNulty playing, playing Harley Kiner. Huh, interesting. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty early on. I thought we would have more episodes with him in the later seasons. I think we do have Adam Scott, but not, I guess this is the last of harley which is weird too because like thematically he's returning (laughs) right yeah exactly it's yeah well i think maybe he like went back to the school with the expectation that frankie and joey would be there for him and then when they declare their independence he just runs away or becomes a hobo or something he ends up being a janitor. You're right. Silly me. Remember? Silly That's me. what yep. happens to him. He becomes the janitor in New York. He does. You're right. I totally forgot. It's it's not that I'm upset that he uh, becomes a janitor. It's wild to me that he chooses to move to New York and becomes a janitor in the same school corps as a teacher. <laughs> right? Well, and I wish we knew more about that story because I feel like, I don't know, he probably wasn't like... Well, I don't know if he was like on the run or something, but then Corey was like, I don't know, come work at my school. And that's how he ended up there. Who knows? Let's we can just see completely the, the Harvey Kiner spinoff series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like a young Sheldon, but about Harley. Exactly. <laughs> oh my God, it's snowing. Yeah, it's been snowing for like an hour. I just noticed it. Mm-hmm. Well, this sucks. Now I'm mad. <laughs> let's get this over with well then we can just uh dive in and start with that i actually have a timer pulled up on my computer so i am ready not right, not emotionally but you know just ready as far as like uh, the timer goes and sure, away sure we go sean is starting to skip school a lot so and turner gets mad at it makes him go see a guidance counselor where she mentions that she uh did a gap year between high school and college sean gets the idea that he should also do a gap year and decides he's going to take off and leave for texas and he tells Corey. uh meanwhile eric is trying to get in college and he steals feeney's uh stationery from his desk so that he can write a recommendation but his parents catch him and rip it up also harley is back in town and he meets griff but then frankie and joey are like Never mind. We don't want to be lackeys no more. And so they uh, stopped doing that. And it's 31 seconds. Actually, yeah, that wasn't too bad. bad. Sure. So I guess it's, it's um, I, I'm first, right? Yeah. Yeah. What do you learn? I'm up for, for the learnings. Mm-hmm. So the learnings. The learnings. <laughs> <laughs> but what's it really about? I think this episode is interesting in a lot of ways because there are these three distinct storylines, right? Um, Mm -hmm. I guess almost four, like we never talk, we didn't, we haven't talked at all really about the, the fourth one being it's so small, but it's like the, the Eli Feeney. uh, Yeah. Bit where, where Eli's class wants Feeney to narrate and then they cut him out and choose Eli instead. And, but like there's, I don't know, it's, it's really small. It's just like occurred to me that there is also that fourth storyline for whatever story reason. <laughs> Why is there 
there's so uh, much happening in this episode. I know. Like, why did they have to write? So they were like, okay, um, um, we got we got this big Sean story going on. All right, what's the B plot? Uh, the B plot: Eric's trying to get into college and and steal some stationery, and some nonsense happens there. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That sounds like it's probably enough for twenty minutes. Yeah, but Harley could come back too. Uh, I guess. Oh, sure, yeah. sure, 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 sure. Well, I mean, maybe if we want to do that. Uh, and also, uh, Feeny and Eli are gonna have this thing going on. Why? 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 What? Yeah. We have twenty they just minutes. Had to incorporate everyone. <laughs> And yeah, right. Morgan and Topanga are not in this episode. Right, right. Topanga, who at this point I I would consider kind of like a series regular, but I guess she isn't. Um, I would love to talk to Daniel Fischel and be and be like, what what was the process of that like getting into season three where you were Corey's girlfriend, but you still weren't around all the time? Was it like a budgeting thing? Was it like a just a character or was it like a personal thing did she have other things going on in her life like i just really yeah, want to know why she's in she some as a 13 year old had so much going on otherwise that's <laughs> that probably true possibly unless, make the schedule work it's not like she was a movie star like, right unless her parents were like you have to be like i don't know in school like a normal school i don't know no, i truly don't know that's why we're talking that's why we have to talk to her she has to come on the show. What did I learn? I learned, I think there's this whole this whole thing that has to do with, like, realizing yourself, right? Sean's on this whole, like, path of self-realization and discovery. Um, and and uh, there's Eric and, and his attempt at getting into college, right? He is theoretically writing a paper or a letter recommending himself and yet can't write anything about himself, yeah, which is very sad, sad actually. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there's there's a lot of sadness to that statement and that like, okay, great, write a paper where you uh, explain why you should get to go to college and why you're an interesting candidate and like you can't mm -hmm. come up with a reason. Uh, yeah. It is a sad story out of context for sure. Um, well, and I think it would be different if he were writing it as himself about himself but he could write he could make shit up like he could make anything up too because he's yeah. writing it on feeny stationery so he could like pretend like he had did all these extracurriculars and did x y and z and blah 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 and like he can't even he can't do it he can't right. even think you even make up something interesting about himself yeah, I think there's an interesting parallel between Sean and Eric in this episode that's never like explicitly said, but this idea that both of them are not college material and and how they're going about that in that yes. Eric in this supportive family where he feels the insurmountable pressure and that he is going to go to college and it's not like an option not to, which is similar to to my upbringing, whereas Sean yeah. obviously has little to no upbringing <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and support system in which telling him one thing or the other, um, which I'm not wildly opposed to the idea. Like, I, I agree, not everybody's college material and ultimately probably shouldn't, like, we shouldn't encourage everybody to go to college. But it's an interesting parallel. I think what I take away from all of that is that it is important to kind of uh, to dig down deep and, and learn about what makes you special and unique and interesting. And it, it is difficult to discover that, especially in high school. And while I don't support the idea of running away at 15 and dropping out of high school to discover yourself, maybe at 18, once you've graduated high school, I do support that. Yeah. <laughs> a little. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know, you've got your high school diploma and you maybe want to take a year and gallivant to find out 
that's a that's a super in Europe and Australia, and it's well supported, and I think that's fucking awesome. And I that culture in America, we do not. And and so it's interesting this idea that Sean has to go find himself. I'm like, well, you're 15. You're not gonna like whoever you find isn't you. Uh, Correct. <laughs> you're yeah. Not, you're not gonna find yourself. You're gonna find more mess. Um, and that's just gonna be what it is. And so at some point later, yeah. Uh, which is interesting because I think it's kind of it's it's effectively what Sean does, right? When in like season six, when they're in college after his dad dies, he like mm-hmm. gets in gets in the RV and goes off on his own (laughs) for for a while and takes a leave of absence from school. And, and, you know, he's not, he's only gone for a handful of episodes. He comes back Mm -hmm. a while later, but, but there's that period of time. And that's kind of an undetermined amount of time where he does this basically. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I support that. That's great. Just like that's, that's at a point in your life when you should do that though, when you're like 19 or 20 and, yes. uh, and, and largely unencumbered by responsibilities, but also not so juvenile that um, you're pre fully pubescent. Exactly. And have no money and no job and no, you can't even work if you're 15 in most places. You right. Right. Like work, you can't, so can't, what is he going to do? What are you going to uh, do? Yeah. Can't even drive at that point. Like you're really right? fucked. You're, you're asking for, for failure. Um, which I think, you know, in many ways, while I hate this guidance counselor, I do think that what she was trying to imply was finish high school and then go off and find yourself. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think that that was the key component of, of what she missed was finish high school. I think she just right. started going yeah. off on this tangent about me, me, me. This is what I did. This is how the, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden he just was like, oh, I can just I can go. I can, I have that option. And this is a, this is a behavior that has been learned obviously Mm -hmm. by Sean because both of his parents at any time just take off. And it's more, I would say it's more his mom, but now we're getting a sense of it with his dad too, where they just like shirk all their responsibilities and the people in their lives and just take off. And so it, it completely, whereas when I used to be in high school and watch this episode, I used to be like, wow, that's super dramatic, whatever. And now being an adult, I'm like, no, that, that makes sense that Sean would just leave. Like that completely checks out mm-hmm. that that is just, that's, that's what the hunters do. And I'm sure he, and he's big on, and Sean has always been very big on like, well, this is my place in the world and this is blah, blah, blah. And so yes, while he is still like exploring who he is or trying to figure that out, he still has a little bit of like, well, I'm a hunter and the hunters run. And that's what he is doing in this episode. So, mm-hmm. but I'm with you. So what else do you take away? What did you think? Otherwise, I would agree with definitely. Um, it's uh, important to know yourself and keep growing as a person and figuring new things out and learning new things, but you can't, shirk responsibilities and people in the process like you can't just either pass the buck or just drop the ball completely and run away you have to take accountability for your actions even while you're having self-growth and trying to find out who you are as a person because sean can't just up and leave school and i think that's i feel like that mostly just fits into the sean storyline i feel like i I mean, Eric trying to find himself or finding thing, good qualities about yourself or whatever, I guess that kind of fits in as well. Not really sure how, what we're supposed to learn from the Eli Feeney-ness 
of it all. But then also Frankie and Joey trying to find themselves. They're like, we don't want to be lackeys anymore and, and growing in that aspect as well. So. Yeah, I do love that. Um, the, the Frankie, Joey, Griff uh, drama, if you will. Yeah. And I mean, as, as I, I said before. Yeah. And I love that Griff calls Harley out on his like whole greaser bit and kind of pokes fun at him. And I love, I mean, Griff, this episode just shows that Griff is the superior bully. Oh, for He's sure. just, and not even like as far as like a bully goes, but even just in the small amount of time that Griff has been in the school, he has the entire thing wired and he knows that he can do it by himself. But since Frankie and Joey approached him, he's like, yeah, you guys can help me. But when Frankie and Joey walk away, Griff is, Griff is indifferent. He doesn't really, he's not upset about it. Harley is shocked and uh, probably a little upset, but Griff is just like, whatever, I'm going to keep doing me. Right. He really doesn't care. He's like, yeah, that's fine guys. Whatever. Fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) He truly just doesn't. Yeah. So that's why I think Griff is definitely like the superior. He just has the entire school wired. He's just, he's almost like a, a tiny little business, shrewd businessman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, he's got Yasmin Leaf in his back pocket, so clearly he's doing something right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, I think that's that's the biggest thing that I learned from it is it's important for obviously you to keep knowing know yourself and keep growing as a person. Sure. When we we talked a little bit about this before, and uh, you you said you responded differently to this episode as a child versus an adult. Um, yeah. Talk to me about that a little bit. I think the biggest thing, uh, like I said, when I was younger, nothing felt, everything felt like it just got way blown out of proportion. I also was, I didn't see how flawed the uh, the guidance counselor was in the first place because she's just super messed up on a number of levels. But then also, yeah, I was like, oh, Sean's being super dramatic, running away, whatever. And, but a part of me was also like, well, he does. He needs to find himself. Like, we all need to find ourselves when we're in high school. It's, these are just like underdeveloped thoughts that I was having. And now as an adult, I'm able to look at it with a different lens and see like, oh yes, he, he did take it the wrong way, but she also was not responsible she wasn't responsible in handling the problem with Sean is what I think I mean to say. And, um, and then when he runs off, it's a, again, it's a, it's a learned behavior. It's not something that Sean's just like being dramatic. It's something that he has learned to do and something that definitely checks out with his history and personality. So while it is dramatic, it, it, it all, it all aligns. So it just all makes more sense to me than just being kind of like a jumbled mess of nonsense. <laughs> when when I was younger, it was just drama and then drama on top of that. So. <laughs> drama and then a little more drama. And more drama. drama. Sean they having a messy fit. Yeah. Sean's got so much drama. He does. And I feel like there's so many moments over the course of the show where we see this, the same thing where he's like, I need to find myself and then he leaves or Oh, for he... sure. We do this whole like 
I gotta know who I am. And then mm-hmm. like, I gotta find that by myself. Let me push everybody away. Kind of like we do that bit so many times. And I'm yes. pretty sure Corey calls it out sometime in season six or seven where he's like, no, I get it. You're gonna go find yourself. Yeah. I'm gonna show them as a way. <laughs> and I like uh, the fact that Corey is starting that in this episode. Not necessarily, he doesn't say it necessarily to Sean. But at this point, he's so sick of Sean's shit that he's like, I'm not going to cover for you anymore. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to give you money. I'm not going to, like, I'm not going to do it anymore. Can you please just not? (laughs) And I, I, I kind of like the fact that Corey almost makes it about him just a little bit because he's like, I, I have, now I have to like do the thing that I always do where I get you out of trouble. What's interesting about it, like, it's it's so, like, oh, blah, blah, woe is me, Corey, kind of thing. Yeah. But what I like about it is it is indicative of the fact that your behavior and your actions affect those around you. Correct. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and that it is a selfish perspective to say, well, it's all about me, and i got to find myself, so I'm going off on my life kind of shit. Um, and, and Corey's whole you know, a sad story or whatever in this episode where he has to deal with it is truly indicative of like, no, listen, like I love you and spend a lot of time with you and you're directly related to me. So what you mm-hmm. do need affect my life. Yes. And, and these actions matter beyond just yourself. Yeah. While it is kind of like a woe is me situation, it, it evolves. Then we see throughout the course of the series into like, cut the shit, Sean, you're being dramatic again, like come back to earth. So I like kind of the evolution of that. Cause Sean, this is something that we will constantly see in Sean from now until the end of time. But um, I like the fact that we kind of see Corey evolve a little bit with that and stop taking <laughs> Sean's shit all the time. Yeah, so, for sure. That's what I learned. <laughs> uh, I'm still upset about the damn snow. I know. I have my back to the window right now. I'm like, I can't. Oh, yeah. No, Sarah there. texted me when it started and she said it is. And then like all caps, snowing. What the that's fuck? Ridiculous. I mean, we should expect it by now. It happens every April. I know. That's, and well, we that's like Jay. Right. Jay walked into the living room and went, it's snowing. It was like 70 degrees last week. This is bullshit. I was like, y'all, this is it's the garbage that happens in the city. Like, <laughs> yeah, this is welcome to Chicago. It's the, mm-hmm. it's the shit that goes on. I'm not surprised anymore. Three years, three Aprils later, I'm like, don't fool me, false spring. I know you're right. not real. <laughs> yep, hate it. So the guidance counselor uh, is fuck the worst. Her. I hate her. Yeah, she's I hate the her worst. So much. Well, first of all, I hated her voice. She has the most annoying voice. Very annoying voice. Second of all, we go into the office and Sean says, like, this is my first time. And then she goes, me too. Oops, I wasn't supposed to say that. And she says it exactly like that in the most annoying, like the worst line reading, arguably of the entire show thus far. Oh, she's an atrocious actor. Yes. I was watching correct. this episode with Sarah and that was like all she could say. So I was like, God, this woman sucks. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I don't know Feeney. I like, I don't know who hired her. I can't see Feeney being like, this is fine. She seems like an acceptable. I can't see that happening. It's Maybe true. it was like, like the Eli was a skeptical hire, but this woman was fine. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I mean, granted, Eli did steal his coffee, but at the same time, 
Eli is qualified, more than qualified. And I feel like she is not somehow. And I get that, obviously, she's young, which means she's probably fresh out of college, which means she doesn't have a lot of experience. But at the same time, yeah, I don't see Feeney being like, let's, back let's it up take and on someone who's never done anything. Uh, how old were what? you? What At what age did you realize that your high school teachers were probably like, or at least one of them, or probably like 24. <laughs> I was and, like, I just actually, finished college. I actually have a good answer for this because it was probably my junior. I think it was either my sophomore or junior. I'd have to double check that with. Oh, in high I'm school. Wrong. You realized this in high school. Yes, I did oh, realize wow. it in high school. I did not realize um, it Because like we got a band teacher and he was 23 when he started. And he was like our friend. Yeah. Because he was only five years older than us, four years older yeah. than some of us. So he was like our friend. And we would go like hang out in his office and talk about like life and college and things. And he was incredibly, he was, he was kind of like, if this guidance counselor actually knew what she was talking about, that was our band teacher. <laughs> I definitely don't think I great. realized this sort of thing until I was in college. And I had friends who were like going to student teach or even a friend who then like became a high school teacher as soon as we graduated and was like, Oh my God. Yeah. What? Babies. <laughs> me babies. When I was 18, there was a fucking 23 year old as my teacher, you know, right? four or five years on me. And like, yep. They were responsible for me. <laughs> like, but yeah, anyway, circling back. Right. This guidance counselor was probably like 20, 23 years old. Just finished college. Yeah. She clearly has no experience. I, I, what even, I guess maybe her major could have been in like. I mean, she probably. Maybe education. Like has a qualification. She just sucks at it. She never practiced it. <laughs> like you yeah. Can't get, that's you, know, you can't be a teacher in a public school setting without a certificate. And, yeah. And similarly, if you're going to be a guidance counselor in a public school setting, I imagine there is a specific qualification that does not come with experience so much as a training program. And she just sucks. Yeah, very <laughs> true. And she does suck. And we never see her again Thank after God. this. So maybe she got fired Thank after God. this uh, <laughs> incident. Her freaking uh, office. I do love the room. Say, yep, it was the girls. It's Well, it hasn't been the girls' restroom yet. We haven't gotten there. Next season, it'll be the girls' restroom in one episode. It was the boys. And uh, it's been Feeney's office. And now it is uh, like multiple staff office. But Feeney's name is not on that door. So they can't even pull back to oh yeah well it's Feeney's office it's like no it's it's he's not his name is not even on the door so what where what are you getting well it, it was anyway, the continuity in the show is just remember when they when they changed the newspaper to weenie yes yeah it was on the right. door then but now in this episode his name no is not she on the makes door. a big deal about her name being on the door in this episode she's like oh mm -hmm. they put my name on the door <laughs> I know she's the worst. It's not necessarily the fact that the advice that she gave Sean was bad, but it was also not good <laughs> is exactly what I wrote yeah. in my notes. I was like, the guidance counselor didn't give good advice, but she also didn't give bad advice. She just didn't do, she didn't equip Sean at all with what he actually needed she just said some stuff to him and then he was like, 
all right, I guess this is how I'm going to mm-hmm. take this because she didn't, she didn't give him any sort of like resources right. or even like, process. yeah, no, there were, I feel like, I don't know. She, yes, she talked about like her gap year, but she, first of all, should have put an emphasis on you need to finish high school first. Like that's priority number one. And then I feel like priority number two should have been like, maybe you could look into a program somewhere or like even a summer program. She could be like, okay, well let's get through this school year. Let's finish this school year. And then why don't you take a trip in the summer? There's like maybe this thing that you could do in, I don't know, even another U S city or overseas, like a program that would help you help people, but also learn about yourself, meet new people. I feel like, she just, she just doesn't do anything. She just does not. She's useless. She's completely useless. It's a, it's frustrating. Mm-hmm. I'm frustrated yeah. with For her. Sure. Anyway. Who's your MVP, Megan? Corey. Yeah. That's two in a row. Yes. I know. But, and I thought about giving it to Turner, but Corey is the one. If, if Corey hadn't said anything, Turner would not even know where to go get Sean. Because... Again, like we said earlier, Corey is kind of like fed up with Sean's shit where to a point where he's just like, I'm not even going to play along. I'm going to come clean right from the get go. And it's because of that that Turner gets to the bus in time to stop Sean uh, and kind of talk him down. But again, none of that would have happened if Corey hadn't hadn't done anything. So if he had just gone along with it like he has in the past. Yeah, I agree. It would have blown up in his face. Also, his backpack, (laughs) well, a couple little, like, nitpicky things. First of all, the costuming in this episode, I don't know who did it. We've got, like, the orange slice tie on Eli. I don't know why that that exists, let alone is on television, let alone is on the show. I did not flag that, but Um, go on. (laughs) And it's kind of funny because I did flag it, and I was like, I wonder if Skylar will notice this. I did not. Clearly you did not, but that's okay because I'm just... Also, we've got the camo cargo pants on Sean, which are which clashes with his like green and brown checkered button up that he's got going on. It's just it's a bad it's not a good mm-hmm. costuming episode. Also, but I will say Sean got a haircut and it looks way better. So thank God for that. Yes, his hair is significantly um, improved. Why are they at Chubby's at 5 a.m.? Oh, yeah. How did they get in? I don't understand that and how they, because Chubby's definitely does not open for breakfast. <laughs> yeah, like it stirs some delicious happens. sausage biscuits or something. Can't imagine why. It seems like the place that would be open late because it has like a pool table in the back and a dartboard and a jukebox. So it seems like a late, like it would open kind of later at like maybe like 10 or 11 and then it wouldn't close until like 10. Oh, or yeah. That place, that place As opposed to like opening at 6 a.m. And- yeah, yeah. Yes. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it's effectively like a bar for teenagers <laughs> without, obviously, the alcohol. Because it's where they all hang out, and there's a bunch of games and stuff, but just no booze, which, I mean, they're children, so that's fine. Um, but, yeah, I just don't understand how they got in. Because we haven't established a rapport with Chubby at any point in time that would indicate that they can just get in when it's still closed. Mm-hmm. I don't. It was weird. Corey's backpack when he bumps into Harley the second time is absolutely empty. <laughs> There's nothing in it. I don't even know why they didn't just like put like three books in there. Enough just time. three. 
Because even Sean's backpack at the train station, that is a full backpack. But Corey's backpack at the end. I do love, I will say, I don't like the guidance counselor, but the scene at the end with Corey is so It is funny. a good bit. But I don't think it has anything going to do with her. I think that Sean. has all to do with Corey. That's true. That's very true. But I love the fact that she's like, this isn't really the kind of counseling that I do, but can I talk to you about college? And he's like, I don't know. There's something about clowns. I, oh God. These are, and it's funny because I almost appreciate Corey in the episodes that are not about That's Corey. That's true. I was thinking More that than too. I appreciate he's him always, in any of the episodes other that are not about him, he always gets to shine a little better, I think, the central focus. Yes. He does a great job, but when he is the secondary character, he really nails it. Every mm-hmm. single time. Honestly, this show just should have been about Sean and Corey should have been a side character because I can't get enough of him when he is not the center of attention. Because mm-hmm. when he's not like whining about something, he's so funny. And Ben Savage is just so, his comedic timing is just, it's perfect. Yeah, he's got really so, great comedic anyway. timing for those secondary character offbeat stupid little jokes. That is, those are right. my notes. Well, that might be much. that on that then. That is that on that. It was a good episode. I liked all the little uh, intricacies. And I love, uh, now that we're getting deeper into season three, we have more more things going on and more things that are, like, more patterns. Obviously, we have patterns with Sean and his behavior. And Yeah, no, it's, it's now a fun one. We're definitely and... getting into some good stuff, uh, some, some, some fun, consistent series of episodes. It's been a minute since I've, like, hated an episode, you know? Yes, I'm kind of interested to see when we'll get another one where we're like, everyone sucks. And this well, show and you is know, horrible. fortunately, I don't think we've had maybe maybe I'm a little wrong in this. But in these last couple of episodes, none of them have been like, let's watch Corey and Sean be shitty prepubescent boys to girls, you know? Yes, I, I mean, I I don't care for the objectification, obviously, of the guidance counselor. This is a this is a reoccurring theme of like. Oh, it's a substitute teacher. She's hot. The boys hit on her. She right. doesn't like, necessarily she plays like bad in and like bats her eyes like I am yeah. a sexy substitute. And we're like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> it's like, no, stop. Go away. So it's kind of a, a running theme in this show. So didn't care for that. But at right. least, at least not, we don't like, have like directly. a yeah, at least our plot does not revolve around like how shitty can Corey and Sean be the girls this week. Yeah. Thank God yep. we're not doing that anymore. Well now Fortunately, now we have a consistency, at mm-hmm. least with Corey, with Topanga. We'll have that until, I don't know, what, the middle of this season, the end of this season, something yeah, like that. And then they break up for the first time. So, spoiler alert, they uh, break up twice. Three times? Twice. Well, it depends on how you want to count it. So, because technically they are... broke up last episode. Technically she breaks oh, up Oh, you're them, right. And then they break up at that dance she where did. they're both pretending to be other people. Yeah. And then they break up yep. again when um, Topanga gets scared about her parents getting divorced, right? So that's three. Correct. Yeah. Oh, and they break up because of four. Lauren. So, so there's four. four. Four total. Four breakups. Wow. Talk about right. on again. It's on just again. that the one last episode was like a real quick one and done within the episode bit. Whereas the rest of them, I think stretch out over have yeah have longer, bigger implications because yeah. the one with the dance goes on for wow, a minute and then like... there's the lauren stuff obviously i don't know that the divorce the divorce one feels like it's a two-parter episode kind of thing i was gonna say i think that one's only like yeah three that, or one's, four that one's short obviously the lauren one is the big one but i really yeah. feel like i've yep 
people forget about the last this the last episode we just talked about last week's episode when they consider how many times they broke up. I feel like people always go with three because they say there's the dance, yeah. there's Lauren, there's the divorce thing. But yeah, no, there's that fourth one. I mean, it, yeah, the, I think people are probably like they probably write it off as like a technicality, like oh they were broken up for like half a day. It doesn't really count. It counts. But I mean, she she did. She broke she up with it. him. Yeah. I guess let's put the wrap on this sucker. We got some really exciting right. shit coming down the lane, y'all. Stay tuned for it. Yes. Very, very exciting yes. stuff. I'm so excited. Um, I can't wait to start talking about it on social it's gonna media. It's going to be cool. But for now, stay safe, stay healthy, wash those hands, and class yes. dismissed.